Welcome to Real Life, a podcast that discusses real life through honest conversations. A podcast on how we connect through work, family, balancing both. We will be sharing our journeys, our obstacles, and our triumphs. Nothing will be off limits. This is Real Life. And today, I have an amazing guest with me. And I'm so excited for you all to meet her. Her name is Jackie Smith. And every time I'm around Jackie, she just makes me smile and she Yay. gives me so much calmness. I just love being around you. So welcome, Thank you. Jackie. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. Oh, I'm so it's excited. such an honor to be here and to be your first guest. I know, my first guest. So tell us about Jackie. Who are you? Wow, what a loaded question. I know. I don't know, but I have recently found out that as you evolve, it doesn't necessarily need to be who you're going to be from now on. So a lot of work with um, letting go of who I used to be and embracing who I am now and being okay with that possibly changing again in the future. So currently, um, I am a yoga teacher when it serves me. And so that's online these days. Um, I am a mom to a sassy 40-year-old stuck in an eight-year-old's body. <laughs> um, and I started my own business three years ago called Creating Space. So I help people let go of things tangible and non. Tell me more about how you started into yoga and teaching it and sharing that gift that you have with others. So I got into yoga, I want to say 15, 20 years ago, um, just having my own practice. I was always a athlete in school, and but really flexible. So instead of doing stupid human tricks, I started um, practicing yoga. And um, sort of at a crossroads with my life and felt like I was searching for something. And so I decided to take my teacher training down at Core Power uh, in Denver right after moving up to the mountains and uh, took a couple trainings within one year and just jumped into teaching and taught for quite some time for the last 10 years often, taught um, lots and lots and lots and just shared that with people, um, grew to realize that I wasn't there to share what I had learned at school, but more so there to share um, what I had to offer people. So similar to what you said about being around me, I just want to share joy. That's my sankalpa. That's my reason for being. Um, I have a keychain that says the joy isn't going to spread itself. Exactly. And it's not. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with people more. And um, it's just kind of evolved into a whole lifestyle of sharing and allowing flow as opposed to holding on so tightly with our expectations. And I love that about you, that you you take the feeling and you spread it. Mm -hmm. And I always feel comfortable in my own skin of be, being around you. I never feel, some places you go and you're like, oh, I have to be this way or I have to dress this way. Mm -hmm. And that's why I gravitated to you and where you taught yoga because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be me and you almost give permission just to let things go. Mm -hmm. And your voice is calming and you you live your passion. And 
that's why I just want to share you with the whole world because everybody needs to have somebody like you in their lives. And you have expanded that. Tell us more about how you took your inner peace and your yoga and spread that to another realm. Um, So after 10 years of teaching, I was really starting to get a better view and feeling of what I'm meant to do here. Um, And a lot of people have those times when they wonder, how do other people succeed? How do they make money? What do people do? You know, there was a time that I wanted to be a dental hygienist, not not because, you know, I wanted to be a dental hygienist, not that there's anything (laughs) wrong with that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we try to come up with these rational answers to life or these rational answers to what we should do next, should being the operative unnecessary word there. so really, it's just like you just said, it's my it's my practice uh, to allow myself to be who I am, allow myself to share that when I can, however I can with people and um, and just get out of the box, because I feel like that's that's my work is to share with people that they, they are allowed to be where they are, that they're they're meant to be where they are. And sometimes that's harder to allow um, you know, physically in your body and mentally than, um, than not. So, uh, I was really listening into what I was supposed to be doing here and thinking what else comes through me in the way that yoga does, where I don't have to plan classes. Um, I don't have to think about what I'm going to say or what, what Dharma I'm going to use or what quote I'm going to pick for the beginning of class. Mm -hmm. It started to just literally come through me in that exact moment. And it made me think a lot more about, um, how life is the same way. Um, I don't like to, when I have a cl- an organizing client, they want to know where to start and they want to know what it's going to be like. And I don't know because we never know. We just think we do. And for some reason, that's comfortable to us. But that also creates those expectations. People of- try to ha- control what's going to happen next mm-hmm. and it gives yep. them some type of security. Mm-hmm. But in reality... Just let it happen. We just don't have. We just don't have that. Um, and so, anytime you know you're about to go do something and something pops up, um, you know, and you say, "Well, now I just don't know what it's going to look like." Well, you didn't before either. Now you just you for sure know that you don't know what it's going to look like. It's right. it's harder to fake yourself out. Um, so I I realize that what else comes through me is that um, just trying to let go of what's not serving me. And I can walk around my house when a friend leaves and tell if they've left a tiny earring behind, even if it fell on the floor. I can tell they left their water bottle. I can just see visually. I can hang things on the wall without measuring. <laughs> I can just I just have a spatial awareness um, that doesn't take me long to rearrange things to feel better, to create flow, and to um, just de- declutter, for lack of a better word. I'm sure there's one out there. Tell me more about decluttering because you have helped me several (laughs) times and it served me well to have you in my home to help me to do that. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's really my favorite. I really like to see where people are at and to to kind of challenge that because like I said we ex- we think we know what to expect we we know where our expectations are and um well I had one client email me this long email about what the days and the times the deadlines we were going to have that she was having for herself and then towards the end of our time together um you know a few months later she sent a long email about how I'm I didn't make the she didn't make those deadlines and she was hard on herself but in the same token she's she's a little more self-aware than that so so she said, but I imposed that on myself. 
So helping people, um, I, I don't have an agenda. I don't, I don't have rules. Like you can have 16 books or you get, you can have eight pairs of shoes or I just am very big on respect. So if you're respecting your things and you have collections or you have old photos per se, as long as they're not, you know, in a box underneath junk in your garage or in your basement where, you know, it might get flooded or just all sorts of stuff like that. You know, I had a client that right inside the door, she said, I know what they say about books. And I said, well, I don't. So let me know. And she said that that you're supposed to have a certain amount. And really what I found once I entered that home was the whole family had an exorbitant amount of books. And I said, I'm not going to tell your whole family, like three kids and two adults, right, that you can only have this many books. But what I am going to tell you is they better not be on your floor. They better not be in a bookshelf that in there you can't get them out because of the way they're shoved in there or because there's an old broken Lego thing in front of it. You know, as long as things are respected, there's no reason to say you can't have this. And I don't have, like I said, I don't I don't have vested interest in what people let go of, but I want to know why. And I want to yes, ask you questions and you have do. you answer. <laughs> and I remember that specifically, and it's been a couple years now mm-hmm. because... <laughs> I am guilty. I had shoe boxes of greeting cards and happy birthday <laughs> cards. And you took every box out and you're like, what is this, Kathy? And I'm like, well, those are birthday cards. Like when I turned 30 or when mm-hmm. I turned and you and you just asked a very respectful question. Why are you keeping these? I'm like, Why? well, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, maybe, one, maybe one day. Maybe one day I might will. feel sad and I might want to come to the shoebox and open okay. it up and And then we happy. say, have you ever felt sad since you've had this shoebox? And you say probably. No. No, I haven't, never. <laughs> and now, I mean, every Christmas I get Christmas cards from my wonderful friends and family and I myself give Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. And I put them up for the season. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the season, They've served me through that, and I let them go, Jackie. You let them go. Oh, yes. So I you like taught it. me that. Yeah. Well, because we're always, we're just always checking in. That's mm-hmm. that's just it, and that's what this work is about. You know, when you called me, you didn't really necessarily know what we were about to do. You didn't. You, mm-hmm. but you knew that you wanted to find some clarity with the stuff that yes. you had. And now I have, it has been more than a bunch of times that someone has said, is it wrong for me to just want to burn everything? Oh, and it's, really? it's not wrong. Um, but the reason that doesn't work is because we have to put our hands on everything. We have to take in, take everything into account. Look at it and say, just like you did with those cards, Mm -hmm. why do I have these? Why is the question? And then if you give me an answer, I'm going to say, are you going to do that? And I'm not saying, are you going to do that? Like take stuff to donation because I don't think you will or because I know you will. I'm just asking you straight up to be honest with yourself. And are you going to do that? Now, have you tried? Have you been trying to do that for five years and you still haven't? So that might be a really strong indicator that you're not going to, or it might mean that you finally do because we've spent some time together and, and you're talked like, about you know it. what? I just don't know where to take it. And I tell you where and you say, okay, well, you know what? I go, I go to eat next door to there all the mm-hmm. time or, oh, I work right across from there. I could just, I really could take it. And then you give yourself some more leeway and you take it. And if you don't drop it off, then we we chat about it again because it's not about punishing ourselves. It's not about, 
I bought this sweater and I never wore it. And look at the tags are still on it. And I can't believe I spent $80 and I never wore that. Right. Why do we have to keep it in our closet staring at us to punish? Is that what it is to punish ourselves? Is to it because we feel bad it? about it? Right. And so if you haven't, you bought it, the tags are on it, you haven't worn it in however many years, I'm guessing it's been a sweater season and maybe another sweater season, right? Still not wearing it. So then what? The only energy that, like the only job clothes have is to be worn, right? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna hold on to it and not wear it and not let it it do its only purpose here, right? And we all know where that stuff ends up. So we don't don't wanna do that. We wanna send it to nice places where people people can wear it. Today's podcast series has been sponsored by Erin Pierce of Miracle Mortgage. She has 20 plus years in experience and is my go-to partner in the real estate industry. If you're looking for a home loan or to refinance, definitely reach out to Erin. Her information can be found in our show notes. Tell me more about like how the yoga and finding inner peace and then your business with organizing, they came together out of, they evolved of where, where you are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I have clients that I've called you about. And in my mind, because I like to think that I'm organized, I'm like, why can't, why, why do they have all like 25 mm-hmm. coats? Why can't they just start to pack their stuff when I, you call me to list your house, right. I'm, you're going to move. So right. I tell you, let's prepare, let's start packing. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for people to go in their closet and go into their basement and go into their spare room and actually start to pack. Yeah. Well, it's super overwhelming um, because you, like I said before, you don't know where to start. Um, you're not really sure. Like, who knows? How, do you know these ideas? Do you have these ideas right? Do you know that you're going to have a trash pile, a donate pile, a keep, a, a giveaway to to a friend that wanted those or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do you like? It just depends on where to start. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't I don't ever book more than two hours at a time. I do go to three um, at some points, but we decide that after two, because after two you probably need a snack. You probably need some cheese or, you know, some water. Mm-hmm. You need to sit down and not not think about stuff. Mm-hmm. You've told it, me that before only two hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come over. We're going to do it all in one day. And everybody wants to. I don't know why. They don't actually want to. They just think, all I need is a good Saturday. And like the last thing I want to do with an entire good Saturday is go through like all the crap in my garage. Now <sighs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically because I don't have a garage or crap in it. Uh, but that's why I started doing this because I wanted to help people. I feel like um, yoga helped me to let go of things, um, relationships in life that aren't serving, ways of being, um, you know, keeping boundaries, that kind of thing. And after going through so much practice and, you know, being around people, because I don't really talk to, you know, in depth to all my students, but, you know, you know, you just know from experience that everything's hitting different people at different times in different ways. And like, that's why people come to yoga. Um, so I noticed, I, I listened in and, and realized that organizing just like yoga was what I was here to do. But I didn't at first realize, like you said, that they were connected. Mm-hmm. And when I first started having these um, sessions with people, um, most people cry. And 
Um, it's not all for the same reason. It's not all for the same type of thing. Some people are super connected to their clothing, which is very, very common. Um, but some people are, you know, books are a big deal or shoes or um, greeting cards or <laughs> who knows, you know, everybody is different. So, um, so I really started to realize that people had different hangups. And the more that I talked to people to find out what was going on in their heads because when you go through it on your own without someone there you don't really ask yourself all those questions you don't say when was it that I used this do I feel like I'm going to use it again when would that be because it's not just a yes I think I'm going to use it again no when when is that do you have that kind of situation coming up in your life do you still enjoy doing that so you really are going to do that? Um, Or is it just because you spent money on something and you haven't used it or you feel bad? Or like you said, what if someday, well, there's a thing that you could get rid of the things that you don't use and they could keep, like I said, keep spinning, keep having their energy being useful to people who need it right now. I'm specifically talking about baby things right now. Because, oh, because a lot of people keep their babies well, and that, and- Rightly so, right? Mm-hmm. But what's your plan there? Because even if you're planning on something in the future, someone else probably that you know and trust is having a baby somewhere. Or, you know, but so now are you going to buy it later? Or from my daughter, who's now 30, <laughs> that I have in a bin Kathy, in my storage. Where? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my daughter's going to want this when her daughter have is born. Have you asked your daughter if she's going to want that? You know what, Jackie? I have asked her. And you know what she said? No way. <laughs> she said hard pass. I feel like you told me that when I was at your house years ago. <laughs> yes, I did. Back and in the day. I, that, that was when Ben was, I couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. And you said, that's okay. It's yeah. not time yet. You're right. That's a really powerful point um, because uh, it goes hand in hand with me saying, you know, I'm not there to take your stuff. And also, mm-hmm. side note, I'm not there to let you get rid of anyone else's things either. Mm-hmm. So when I work with families, um, we're not throwing your husband's stuff out. We're mm-hmm. not. We'll, we can put it in a pile and let him know mm-hmm. or your kids. But we're we are not. We can't because we can't go through other people's things for them. We can't tell them, can't say, oh, well, he never wore that, or that's not up to us. That's their work, whether they're going to do it or not. You know, a hard topic is parents. Like, so when your parents pass Mm -hmm. and you are clearing their their home and it's your childhood's things, and um, my mom had always said, I mean, and she's still living, thank God. But she's, we've moved her into assisted living and she's always said, I want you to have my silver. I want Libby to have this. And so I mm-hmm. have all of my mom's silver mm-hmm. in in storage because I don't yep. use silver every day like my mom's generation did. Yep. But at the same time, I'm not going to use it. Mm-hmm. And she wants Megan to have some things. Megan, my daughter, she doesn't want to use it. Right. So again, that that's kind of a hard thing when people have their parents' things. Right. Well, and you know, boundaries are hard, right? Right. So um, we have a choice to say that out loud. And it depends on, obviously depends on the relationship. It depends on the, the state of the person we're talking about. You know, sometimes when it's parents and they're mm-hmm. older, we don't necessarily have the option to, you know, be frank or rational or Mm -hmm. you know because we don't want to hurt their feelings or things like that but it doesn't have it could be a conversation depending on like i said all those different um things you could have a conversation that you know 
you really appreciate that and you you really feel that, but that you honestly are not going to be using these and mm -hmm. have been doing work on letting go mm -hmm. and would like to you know, know if they, if you have their peace for that, if you mm -hmm. have their, you know, okay, that that's fine. But honestly, we can all make those decisions for ourselves. So a lot of these people are going through this because their parents have passed mm -hmm. or because they have to move them somewhere. Um, and so we, um, we make those decisions for ourselves. We ask ourselves those things and we have to be, you know, my eight-year-old said to me the other day when we were going through his toys, he said, I have an emotional connection to that. Yes. Attachment. And then he said, I don't use it. I'm done with it. Oh, but good he had for to him. say it out loud. He had Before to say he, let it he go. looked at it and he took it in and he realized what was happening because he knew he hadn't used that art set in years. Some of the points were still sharp and mm -hmm. it was a really nice art set, but it took up a lot of space, you know? So he knew. He knew all that. He knew he didn't use it. He knew he wasn't going to. He knew it was large, that he could put stuff he actually liked there in that in its space and that you know in our community there's always going to be somebody that needs, needs something it. so we can post it for free and then within an hour somebody is actually using it keeping it going yeah you know so we have we have that ability we we all have the ability to keep boundaries and to um, mentally emotionally have emotional intelligence and process what's going on because if your mom didn't do it you know maybe let's let's even say she used her silver so she didn't have to get rid of it because she right. used it she great did use cool it. i mean that's a lot of people are in that situation uh -huh. right now oh my gosh china everybody wants me to sell their china people don't really want it so but if you paid this much for it one day and it was special mm -hmm. then that means in your head that if you're going to part with it you need that much money you know it's it's these connections that we make and inside by, by letting go of material things wrapping things up it it releases energy inside yes. and yep. brings a freeing feeling yeah. with each thing that you material thing you let go it affects your inner yep. energy and so recently i've been um you know since i started creating space uh, my organizing company um, i've been having creating space workshops some of them have yoga um, half yoga and half workshop um, some of them are just a couple hours of discussing, holding on and letting go. And it's interesting how um, most of the answers to how does it feel to hold on are stuck and heavy. And um, but there's also people that say safe because they know what to expect. It, so they, they, that material thing good that they safety. know it. You know, they they don't know what it's going to feel like if they chose to not have that. But what I was going to say to the parents and moving situation is if you don't do it, it's your daughter or your children's mm -hmm. job to do it. And if they don't do it, it's the next generation's right. job to do it. So, so do you ahead. want do you want your children to make these emotional choices when they are also grieving? Right. For you. A very is good that, point. Is that really something you want to set up? And maybe it is. Again, I'm just <laughs> asking questions. Oh I don't know. Jackie, <laughs> you're awesome. It was so great to have you here Thank and you, talk about, you know, how you balance inner energy with material things 
And I want to encourage our audience that if they want to learn more about you and holding on and letting go to check our show notes. And we're going to have all your information about creating spaces and your online yoga classes so they can benefit from your amazing energy. Yeah, that would be great. All my yoga yoga is now on uh, creatingspacecolorado.com through LiveKick. So I'm really excited to share more with you and the rest of the world. I can't wait for everybody to know you. Yay. Thanks for being on my podcast. It's my pleasure. This is Real Life with Kathy Nicholson. I just want to say thank you for joining me in this new adventure of my Real Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, please help me reach more listeners by leaving a review. Reviews help other people like yourself find our podcast. If you'd like to connect with me about being on my podcast or purchasing a home or selling a home or mortgage or refinance, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for joining us today for this real life conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Ramsey Creative Group located in Evergreen, Colorado and Ann Gibbs of Untold LLC. Thanks again for tuning in and have a real great day.